Any of y'all excited to be at the Hilton or joining us online? Can we give God a hand? Can we do that? Yeah. How many of you this morning, when you get up, you need a little pick-me-up? Anybody need a little pick-me-up? Where are my coffee people? You're like, don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. You know some of those people. Some of you are looking at your spouse. Don't look at your spouse. But you know those people who are like, I need my coffee. I need something before we talk. I need a little pick-me-up. Even this morning, I had a little pick-me-up of an energy drink. So if I'm running up and down the aisles here in a second, you know why. But I think the quickest way for us to get down these days, and I rarely ever do this, the quickest way for us to get down is for us to turn on the news. Anybody agree with that? Turn on the news. If you want to get down, you'll turn on the news. You will. Don't do it, right? Don't turn on the news. If you want to stay up, if you want to stay up, don't turn on the news, right? But this morning, I believe with all my heart, as kids are present in the room or maybe you're watching online, I just want your attention span just for a little bit. I really believe in God's word. Paul gives us a prescription. He gives us a guideline for us to stay up, for us not to stay down, but for us to stay up. And it's not coffee. It's not an energy drink. It's not anything else, but it is his very word that is going to pick us up, that is going to allow us to stay up as we move throughout life. Because I don't know about you, but has this last year and a half been a challenge? Has it been an obstacle? Maybe you've had some valley moments. Well, I want to encourage you from God's Word this morning. So if you have your Bibles with you at the Hilton right there in your living room, maybe you have your cell phone, you want to turn to your Bible app, if you can turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5, and I'm going to be in verses 16 through 18. If you can remember this statement as you're flipping there, turning there on your phone, I want you to remember this statement. Do First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 before you get up if you want to stay up. I'm going to say it again. Do 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18, when you get up, if you want to stay up. Hopefully you can remember that. When you get up, if you want to stay up, do 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. This is going to be the prescription that I'm going to give you that I really believe God's word gives us if we want to stay up. This is what it says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice always. Some translations say, be joyful always. Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'm going to repeat the text one more time. This is what it says. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you 
in Christ Jesus. So here's the first thing that I really believe with all my heart that we need to do in order for us to stay up in life is we need to do this. For those of you who are filling in the blanks and you got one of these this morning, is we need to be praised up. We need to be praised up. If we're going to stay up, we need to be praised up. So maybe you're sitting in your living room, you're right here in a chair in the Hilton Conference Room. If you can turn to your neighbor and say, be praised up. Every single day when we get up, we have the choice to rejoice. Did we, even this morning as we got up, did we take the choice to rejoice? Did we? Paul even says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, which a lot of us know, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Be joyful always. Rejoice always. Paul will continually say it every time he writes. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it. Rejoice. Many of you know this passage of Scripture. This is the day that he has made, and I will what? Rejoice and be glad in it. Did we have a little praise break this morning? Did we? Every single morning we wake up, we need a praise break. We need to be praised up. That word rejoice right there means to be glad, be joyful, be delighted. How many of you know the shortest verse in the Bible? I hear a lot of people in the room this morning are saying this. They're saying, Jesus wept. I'm here to tell you that's not the shortest verse in the Bible. The shortest verse in the Bible in the original language right here is right here. Rejoice always. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. It's not Jesus wept, but it's rejoice always. That should tell us something, right? Maybe you can remember that rejoice always. How in the world can we rejoice I love what one person said. They said the greatest habit that we can do every single morning is to remind ourselves of the gospel. When we've realized how far God has brought us, we have a reason to rejoice, right? When we woke up this morning, did we just pause and think for a second of how far God has brought us? Were we praised up in a sense of like, Jesus rescued me, Jesus saved me? Like I was on my way to hell, but Jesus sent his only son to provide a way for me to go to heaven. And not only a way to give me eternal life, but abundant life. Like did we pause to have a little praise break? Can we do this for a second? Because I know children are present in the room and I want to keep them occupied. Even some of you, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Can y'all do this for me? Can we stand to our feet? Y'all stand to your feet. Can we take 60 seconds and just have a praise break and give God a hand that he's rescued us, that he saved us? Can we give God a hand? Can we do that? Some of you are like, that's way too long. You said 60 seconds. I got to clap my hands and praise for a little bit. 
All right, y'all can be seated. You can sit back down in the lazy boy now. You can do it. Maybe, husbands, you want to wake your wife up tomorrow with a little praise break. You have my permission to do that. Why in the world is he clapping this morning? He's having a little bit of a praise break. But what would happen? What would happen if we woke up and we were praised up, that we took a second to rejoice in the fact of everything that Jesus did for us and has done for us and will continue to do for us? Like, what would happen? How could we leave the house down and not up if we were praised up? I love how even in Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, in his presence there is fullness of joy, not half joy, not a little bit of joy, but in his presence there is fullness of joy. Maybe the reason why we're not praised up and we don't rejoice always is maybe we haven't been in his presence Because I really believe when we walk away from his presence, we will experience the fullness of joy. We will. Y'all can have a little praise break for a second because I don't know about you, but I've been amazed by God and what God has done in the life of the youth ministry here just in a short period of time. I've only been here a month. And I already know for a fact that we've seen five students come to know Jesus. So y'all can have a little praise break for a second. How amazing that God is that even students would text, Pastor Brian would text myself and say, hey, you know what, I want to surrender my life to Jesus through a text. Like God is doing amazing things among us and we need to be more aware of his presence and what he's doing around us. See, we can rejoice in God because he never changes. Our circumstances might, but Jesus doesn't, does he? We can rejoice always. So I didn't want you to forget about like praising God this morning. So I have this little party hat. Little party hat. Maybe you want to buy a party hat when you go home to remind yourself to have a little praise break, to be praised up. See, we always have a reason to rejoice. It says rejoice always, not just when times are good, but we can rejoice always because we have a God that's good. I love even what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, as long as a man or a person is alive and out of hell, he doesn't have any cause to complain. I'll say that again. As long as a person is alive and out of hell, we don't have any cause to complain. But we have every reason to rejoice. See, a big part of rejoicing, I love this broom, is worshiping. A big part of rejoicing is worshiping. I love that we got a second just to praise God before I got up here. Because a big part of rejoicing is worshiping. See, what would happen if before we listened to anything else, we took a second to open up Spotify, open up Apple Music, and listen to a little worship music before we left the house. What would happen? What if we left the house praised up? See, when life overwhelms us, we worry. But check this out. When God overwhelms us, we worship. When life overwhelms us, 
we worry, but when God overwhelms us, we worship. When we take a second to praise God for what He does, we just worship. It's going to be a natural response. It will be. So can I encourage you, a little prescription already from our text, rejoice always, not sometimes, not a little bit of the time, but rejoice always. Can I encourage you, the first thing is be praised up. Here's the second one. Be prayed up. Be prayed up. Students, if you're taking notes, you can use emojis. You can do it. Little party emoji here. The second one is a little praying hands. I love how the children this morning have the coloring sheets that they're filling in. But be prayed up. I don't know if you've noticed this, but my day goes a whole lot better. Maybe your day goes a whole lot better when you spend time in prayer with Jesus first. Like he should get the first word and he should get the last word before we go to bed. Is he getting the first word? My day is a thousand times better whenever I'm prayed up, when I spend time in God's presence. He says, pray continually. The quickest way for me to get down is when I haven't spent time with Jesus. The quickest way for me to get down, maybe it's for you to get down, is when we aren't prayed up, when we aren't in the presence of God. Because when we talk to Jesus, we're reminded of the victory we have in Him, the hope that we have in Him. There's a lot of things that we're reminded of, right? It takes our eyes off our circumstances and it puts us on God. There's a reason why He says, I look into the hills and where does my help come from? My help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Man, what would happen if we spent time in prayer and we looked up to Jesus first? That I don't know what's going on around me, below me, right now in front of my life, but God, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to realize, God, how much bigger you are in this mountain in front of me, how much bigger you are than what might be going on in my marriage, what might be going on in my parenting, what might be going on with my child right now. God, I'm looking to you like I'm going to be prayed up. Like what would happen? There's a reason why Paul is saying, hey, rejoice always. He's saying pray continually, be prayed up. Even in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says devote yourselves to prayer. Devote. Jesus constantly says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. He constantly says, cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you. This one guy, B.J. Thompson, said this. He said, the greatest sign of pride isn't the presence of boasting, it's lack of prayer. The greatest sign of pride isn't the presence of boasting, it's lack of prayer. Because when we say, God, I'm not going to take the time to talk to you, what we're saying is, God, I got this, I don't need you. That's us being prideful, saying, God, I don't need you throughout my day, but we need to be prayed up more than anything in the world and be attached to God and be as close to God as we possibly can be. Husbands, are we praying for our wives? Wives, are we praying for our husbands? Parents, are we praying for our children? Grandparents, are we praying for our grandkids? Like, are we praying continually? Like, there's never a bad time to pray. Like, are your children seeing that prayer is a 
like regular thing in your life. Like you're constantly praying on the drive to school, you're praying for them. Maybe before you even drove to the Hilton, like you were praying for traveling mercies. But like you're incorporating prayer in every fashion and form that you want to be a family that's prayed up, that it's saying pray continually, like keep the phone off the hook. Like you can pray at any time and anywhere. Any of you tried to call someone before and they don't answer your call, but they'll hit the text that says, can't talk right now? You know what I'm talking about? They send the text that says, can't talk right now. I'm like, I see how it is. It's cool. You don't want to get my call, right? But what I love about God is this, like, he's not going to send you back that text and say, hey, I can't talk right now. Like, I'm too busy with these thousands of problems, these millions of problems. Like, he's never going to send you that text right back and say, hey, I can't talk right now. But I love that we have a God that he encourages us to pray continually, like pray without ceasing because he wants to talk to us anytime, anywhere. He's available that anytime. That's the God that we serve. Be prayed up. See, we worry so much, check this out, because we pray so little. We worry so much because we pray so little. The more we pray, the less we worry. See, worry and anxiety is a signal telling us, man, it's time to pray. I don't know if y'all get worried like I do sometimes. There's been a lot of things that have been thrown at us in the last year and a half that might cause us to worry a little bit. Maybe that's a sign telling us we need to pray. Because I love how they're connected. Because check this out, the more praying, the more rejoicing. The more I talk to God, the more I just want to rejoice. Because the more I realize just how good He is, how awesome He is, like, you can't walk away talking to God and not walk away rejoicing. You just can't. can't. Prayer reminds us that we are not in control, but it keeps us close to the one who is. God, I'm not in control. I'm talking to you right now, and God, I know you're still on your throne no matter what's going on right now. God, you still got this, and you can change this in a second. You're the God of the impossible. What might seem impossible right now, God, I know that you can do it. It's out of my control, but it's in your control. Prayer gets our eyes off our circumstances and onto God. Are we getting our eyes off of our circumstances and are we putting them on God? Paul even encourages us in Hebrews too. He's like, fix your eyes on the author and perfecter of your faith. Like, put your eyes on God. Many of you are familiar with the text. When Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he began to do what? Sink. He began to look down at his surroundings. And he took his eyes off God. We need to rejoice, always be praised up, but we need to pray continually like we need to be prayed up. If there's ever a time we need to talk to God, it's now. It's now. And here's the last one. Are you, are you still awake? Coffee's still in, in us? Last one, here it is. My English majors do not get mad and upset at me. You ready? Be thanked up. No, that's not a word. It is a word now, though. 
be thanked up. Be thanked up. We're my fall people. Pumpkin spice, everything nice. Man, there's not a lot of fall people where y'all just don't want to raise your hands and expose yourself because some of you are mad because you're like, you're skipping right over Halloween, right? Can't. Can't do that. We need to be thanked up. I got this nice sign right here. You can see it. It says, give thanks. See, I love like Thanksgiving is never out of season. Thanksgiving is never out of season. We shouldn't wait till Thanksgiving to give thanks. We should always be thanked up. Always be. Not only praised up, prayed up, but we need to be thanked up. There's always a reason to be thankful. Always. Maybe some of you are taking notes. Can I encourage you to do this? Can you take 30 seconds for me and just count your blessings? Can you write down five things that you're thankful for right now? Don't wait till Thanksgiving, but take 30 seconds right now, my note takers, and write five things that you're thankful for. I've got mine right here. I always want to practice what I preach. But I wrote them down right here the other day. I had the opportunity just to take a little thankful break. I'll give some of my examples to you. I closed, we closed on our house just this past Friday, but we sold our house in three days. Some of you are like, that's just how the market is. No, that's God. But I know the world's going to say, no, that's the market's hot. You were supposed to close in three days. The Friday before First Academy started, I found out I got a scholarship to send my students, to send my girls to First Academy. Reason to be thankful. I had Heritage family who said, you know what, I'm going to go to the First Academy office, I'm going to get uniforms for the girls so they can have uniforms, we're going to go ahead and speak it into existence, right, that they're going to First Academy. I said, they might be just dressed to go to First Academy in our house as we homeschool them. Like I say, I've written down, too, some other things. I'm not going to share it a little bit more private. But I just took a second, and man, can you just think for a second how much better your day is going to be when you walk away thanked up. When you walk away. We don't need more to be thankful for. We need to be more thankful. We don't need more to be thankful for we need to be more thankful. I have a mentor, someone that I follow in a regular practice in his life is he does this. He leaves the house and he goes on a walk around his block. And he just begins to say things like this. And I'm glad that Jeff spoke this morning. But he says, God, I just want to thank you for the roof over my head. Because there's people around the world that are trying to have a tarp for a roof says, God, I just want to thank you for the roof over my head, the car that I drive. God, I want to thank you for my wife. I want to thank you for my kids. I want to thank you for food in my fridge. God, I want to thank you for the fact right now that I'm walking. God, I want to thank you right now for the fact that I'm seeing. 
your amazing creation around me. God, I want to thank you for the fact that I'm breathing right now. What would happen if we woke up and we were praised up, prayed up, and we begin to be thanked up? Because I could go on all day long, right? But some of you are like, my kids are getting antsy right now. I'm at the house, they're getting antsy. I'm right here in this conference room, they're getting antsy. You need to wrap this up, Hux. You need to wrap it up. What would happen? Because maybe you're like me, confession time. Maybe you've been complaining more than thinking. I've been complaining a lot about a a lot of things. I love how even Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14, he says, do everything without complaining. All right, I hear you, Paul. I hear you. Do everything without complaining. Because when we pause to think, we have a cause to think, right? It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. Says we can't always give thanks for everything, but we can always give thanks in everything. He's not saying give thanks for that, but give thanks in it. Not give thanks for it, but give thanks in it. Thanksgiving leads to thanks living. Count your blessings. Count them. Count them. Count them. Psalm 34 verse 1 says this, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I'm glad we sang this morning, bless the Lord, O my soul. Psalm 103 right there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Praise his holy name. Praise him. 10,000 reasons. Man, we got a lot more reasons than that, don't we? We do. See, gratitude is a thermometer that indicates the state of your spiritual health. Like, are we grateful? Are we thankful? Jesus constantly, when he took the cup, even during the Lord's Supper that we celebrate, he gave thanks. Gave thanks. See, but when we get this out of order, man, we're going to be down. But when we get this in order, we can stay up. We can't. We can stay up. Sometimes I'll get aggravated if I was real with you this morning, and I get aggravated with my girls. Get aggravated with them. Some of you are like, how in the world could you get aggravated with them? And some of you parents are like, no, I feel you. I feel you. Get aggravated. But then I... Think for a second, what if they weren't there? What if they weren't there? See, what if we counted our blessings, thought, man, what what if they weren't there? God, I'm going to be thankful for them regardless of what the circumstance might be right now, whether they're being a heathen or whether they're being the biggest angel. God, I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to give thanks. I had a youth pastor friend to give you even more of a practical example His brother and his wife were in a car accident. They had three kids. And in that car wreck, he lost his brother and his sister-in-law. And they had three kids in the car that survived. 
And the biggest testimony to me was he was giving thanks in that circumstance that the three kids were still alive. Here, one of the most horrific things that happened in his life, I got the opportunity to witness him giving thanks in that circumstance that the three kids remained alive. Would that be us? Would we be thanked up? Because when you want to know why this is so huge, why all this is so huge, for us to be praised up, prayed up, and thanked up, here's why. Because I get this question a lot from students, maybe even from some of you. You ask this question, what's God's will for my life? Here it is. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What's the will of God? To be praised up, prayed up, and be thanked up. That's God's will for you. It's His will. God has a will for your life. It's to be praised up, prayed up, and thanked up. And I really believe with all my heart, if we began to do that, we would stay up. We wouldn't be down in life. That people would want what we have. Because there's a reason why we need to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. Because we want the world that is watching around us, that sees what we post, that watches how we live, to want what we have. See, some of them will never pick this up and read this. But they're reading our lives on a daily basis. So can I encourage you this morning to be praised up, to be thanked up, and be prayed up. What would happen if we did those three things every single morning that we left the house? I guarantee each and every one of us, our lives would change drastically. Let me pray. God, this morning, we are so grateful. We're so thankful for the God that you are that we have a reason to rejoice. Because you pursued us, you bought us, you didn't give up on us. God, I'm thankful that we can talk to you right now, that you made a way. You removed that barrier of sin so that we could have communication with you. And God, we're thankful for the many blessings right now as even our kids maybe were moving around during the service. God, we can take a second and just give you thanks for all the blessings in life. God, I pray before we leave our houses that we go maybe to our prayer closets and we have praise breaks. That we talk to you in prayer. Not just right before we leave the house, but God, we're staying in constant communication with you throughout the day. Because we need you every second of the day. Not just before we leave the house, but every single minute, every single second of our day. God, I pray we would take time to write down the many blessings each and every day that, God, you've given us. God, we're so grateful for the Lord of Lords and King of Kings that you are. God, we love you pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just want to say thank you so much for joining us online. Uh, We'll see you next week in-house. Thank you for tuning in with us. Thanks for being here this weekend. Many of you drove 
here this morning. We're grateful for you to be here. Many of you are still hanging out with us this weekend. Man, we want to get, get the opportunity just to get to know you. This is what being here this weekend is all about. It has been a joy for me. If I haven't had the opportunity to do so, man, I would love to say hey to your student. Um, but thank you so much for watching online or joining us this morning. We will see you all next week.